0: This is Hammond and
1: Jessica, and you're
0: listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. Please go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast. Hello.
1: Hey.
0: Um. Do, 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 yes. Right.
1: You keep going. I'm just going to do this. No, that's oh, good. Be not annoying. I, I haven't
0: heard that a gazillion do, times already. Do, 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 um, so yeah, that happened do, 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 do. this week. I'm I was back on home. Jeopardy. It was it was an experience, man.
1: He can't tell me anything. I can't which tell is you anything. Extremely stressful for me. Yeah,
0: yeah. I can tell you this. Okay. Um, the show that I'm allowed to tell you about uh-huh. will air on April 1st. April that is not a joke.
1: Uh-huh. It
0: will air on Wednesday, April 1st. I'll put Um, it in
1: my calendar. Are you going to have a watch party now that Uh, you...
0: Yeah, I'll invite my zero friends. Sure.
1: Me and I have friends who are interested in
0: watching. There you go. (laughs) Um, But I will tell you this, because I haven't been able to talk about this with anyone yet. Um, So, like, You
1: just got back yesterday. Just got
0: back. uh, They taped five shows in a day. Uh And so I was there in the morning. Mm -hmm. um, And I think the thing that surprised me a little bit is I'm like, I'm going to... They're putting us all, there were like 11 of us there. Mm -hmm. We're all going to tape at some point during the day with like an alternate standing by who lives in the area. Oh, interesting. And like, I kind of wanted to be like, I don't like any of you. And then we'll all go up against each other and we'll like try to beat each other. Yeah. And like, it was not that at all. Like they were all really nice. Yeah, because
1: it's all a bunch of nerds like living their nerd dream.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's great. It was it was surprisingly like the worst thing I thought about anybody is I'm kind of intimidated by that one person. <laughs> but I mean, not intimidated like everyone else is not smart. Intimidated uh-huh. like, hmm, I'm, I'm not getting like a vibe. Oh. <laughs> I'm not getting any sort of vibe from this person, which uh-huh. means I don't know what this person can do. Sure. But other than that, like everyone was just... Super delightful. Yeah. Everyone's nerdy in their own little realms Mm -hmm. and really interesting. And what was weird is so if you're not playing Uh and you only find out you're going to play except for the returning champion. Okay. Like who's playing in the first game for sure. Gotcha. All the rest of us, they literally did an orientation and a rehearsal and all this without Alex. None of us get to meet Alex. Uh Uh-huh. They had a stand-in, do the show. Like, let's do a fake game so you can test the buzzers, learn what it looks like up there yeah. so you're on stage. It's That's cool. Um, fix your lighting. Fix your lighting, get some basic stuff out of the way. Mm-hmm. Very cheesy, like, hello. So they could send it to local affiliates and stuff.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Super cheesy. I love that. Which it. we all joked about because of how cheesy it was. Uh-huh. Uh, but you do all that, and you're there. And... Um, Then at some point, they're like, all right, now we can just go in the waiting area, which is in the audience because we're all just sitting there as other people are just coming in to actually watch the show. And are you like,
1: sir, do you know who I am? Please put your feet down. They
0: they had a little area for us. But of course, they just said, "Okay, game one. It's, you know, this person and this person. And you're just like, oh, they did not call my name. So I'll just wait here. And we all just watch the game.
1: Oh, wild. And that's it.
0: And, like, we all had makeup done already. Sure. But they're like, all right, person this and person this. Go back for your little touch-ups. huh And that's it. We'll double-check a couple things with you, and then you're on. And, like, that's the first time anyone sees Alex. You see Alex uh-huh. as much as you see him on the show. Like, contestants. He
1: just Pops out, does his thing, and, like, moonwalks into his dressing room? That's
0: exactly right.
1: Listen, there's a reason he's been doing this for a thousand (laughs) years. It's a pretty fucking cool. So, like,
0: when they taped the first show, which I was not in because I'm on a Wednesday. Yeah. So, game one, we're all just watching from the crowd. And, like, we see him when the audience sees him. Then we're all super excited about Uh it, too. So we watched that game, and it's like, oh, I actually know two of these people, having met them for sure, orientation. Sure. I'm like, I'm kind of rooting for both of them, uh-huh. and you... It was weird. Yeah. I seriously, as a cynical person yeah. who wants the destruction of everybody who's not me, uh-huh. it was a very weird feeling to be like, oh, person... On somebody
1: else's team. <laughs> yeah,
0: and, and being like, oh, this person got something wrong, and I feel bad for them. Yeah. Or they got something right, and it's like, oh, that was interesting. So... And you're and everyone's watching it, and we're, like, watching it as if we're watching it on TV, where it's like, I wish I was in this game. I know everything uh-huh. in this game. And, and I'm so sure this, they get very
1: ev- strict, like, do not shout out the answer, idiots. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Alex, hilarious. Because yeah. the only thing that you don't see on TV, really, is every time they take a commercial break, uh-huh. that's actually much longer than it would appear on TV. Oh, interesting. And during that time, they're just retesting buzzers, giving people water, uh, telly, and Alex is joking with the crowd, uh, just... That cad? Ask me whatever you want to ask me. And they're like, uh, this has been published in many places, they're like, who do you want to see replace you? he's like, well, I want someone who's, you know, young and spry, like Betty White. (laughs) Like, I'm sure he's given these answers a million times, but hilarious. (laughs) And... So that all just happened, and then after that game is done, here's what's also weird, and this is not something I I feel like I really would have known. Uh-huh. Like, at the end of that, someone wins the game, and you just saw two people's dreams get crushed.
1: Oh, no! And you're
0: gonna kind of hang out with them for a little while longer until they leave the studio. They have the to studio. Go back to the audience? Well, until there's a legit break oh, in I the see. day. Yeah, they're back in the audience.
1: Oh, <laughs> did anybody cry?
0: Um, and I mean, not visibly so, but I'm sure inside everyone's <laughs> yeah. like, "Well, shit, that was it. That was it. That I'm was done now.
1: Flush that one down the toilet, right? Oh, like, what a or
0: even if you won something and then you lose, it's like, well, it's over now,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that's mm-hmm. that's a weird thing. Everybody too. wants to
1: Ken Jennings it and be yeah. on Jeopardy for the rest of their life. Oh, for sure.
0: And we're all like hearing stories backstage too from people who work on the show about people like Ken and uh-huh. it's all good stuff. But it's like, yeah, I mean. They have pictures of those guys holding giant checks, really, and we're all just staring Physically at that. Giant Physically
1: giant and numerically giant. Physically
0: giant and <laughs> numerically giant, and we're all like, I mean, literally, that could be us. Yeah, like it could be, it won't be, but it could be. So that's a weird. There's a non-zero
1: feeling. chance it could be you,
0: exactly. And so it's just like uh, being. I they did say to us all, come with. Three sets of clothes, Mm -hmm. um, just in case. Sure. And like, and you brought the thing I was wearing: three
1: hoodies and three t-shirts that matched those hoodies.
0: (laughs) I came with my like one nice thing, and they were like, "Hey, the collared shirt you're wearing, Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't look good on camera. Like, it's flashing and stuff, which I did not think it would do." So So they're like, "You need, (laughs) yeah." They're like, "You need to change before you go on." So I did, and I'm like. Well, I'm down to one crappy thing because I've used up my one good one. And this is my, oh, if anything happens, I'll right. wear this. If
1: you spill wine on So yourself. I'm
0: down to the last thing. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else I'm, like, allowed to say or anything. But, uh-huh. like, and it goes by so fast.
1: Um, I have two questions. Yeah. Did Alex pronounce your name correctly on the first try?
0: Or are I'm you not, so
1: desensitized to I, people pronouncing a, your name wrong?
0: That's part of it, but part of it is also there, there were enough people asking me that question from oh, the sure. staff beforehand yeah. that uh, I think I'm pretty sure he got it right, cool. um, but only because there were people telling him this is Clare how it's pronounced. On his hand. Yeah. Um, they also said very clearly, right in the five minutes before you go on, mm-hmm. they just here, do some touch up makeup. And by the way, Uh, These were the stories you submitted, like Uh things we could talk about. They just want to run those by you one more time. And they did that. And then they kind of said, all right, we're going to suggest to Alex, maybe talk to him about this. But they also said to us, like, I mean, we'll suggest that, but, you know, he might just do whatever he wants. So if he asked you about something different, just roll with it. And you're like, that's the scary thought, too. It's like, you want me to like improv with (laughs) Alex? Knowing it's gonna be on TV, so
1: when they when he does the so what it's after the first commercial break, yeah. he kind of walks around like makes chat like small yep. chat. Is that one and done? And like you hope we didn't fuck it up, or do they Pretty say much. like, oh no?
0: They're, I mean, you're not redoing it. No, <laughs> oh, it's no. on TV. Um, <laughs> um, but that happened, and during that commercial break, before he does the chat with you, he uh, when the commercial goes on uh-huh. right during the break he just kind of runs up behind persons two and three takes a quick picture with them Aww. they do that for you so you could share that online that's nice uh and but no talking he's just like all right uh heaven oh, let's take a picture really. person one Boom. was in the
1: last right episode. they already
0: did it he just did so, that calculus yep. in my head <laughs> so he just runs up behind us he's like take a picture next person take a picture all he right he fucking let's gets talk. it yeah he, he, knows he what's it. up. Um, so it was just, you're on, it was weird seeing all the sides of it, because I was in the audience mm-hmm. watching games. I was, Which would
1: have been cool in its own which right. Which would have
0: been cool in its own right. I was on stage playing the game, which is crazy and fast. My goodness, it's fast.
1: Is the buzzer really satisfying to push? Does it, like, click or something like that? Or does it?
0: it yes, yeah. if, if. If you buzz in and it you get the indication you got in first, uh-huh. shit that's satisfying.
1: <laughs> Wait, how do you know you got in first? There's I a little
0: light that goes on that, that indicates to like, everybody you're the one who rang in. So, so Alex is going to call. So there's one behind the podium
1: you. as well. They should have like a little yeah.
0: like a couple yeah. things that were surprising which if you ha- if you only watch the show, like Alex is reading the question, but when he's done, lights go on on the side of the board. That tell you, he's done, you it's can open. ring in now.
1: I've heard, somebody who played Celebrity Jeopardy yeah. said the same thing. And but
0: like, if you're waiting to see those lights, you're too slow.
1: Oh, right? so, I thought you couldn't buzz in until you oh, saw the lights. Oh,
0: you can't. But if you're waiting to see the light and then you think, lights on, let me buzz. Gotcha. Someone's going to beat you to the punch. So there's yeah, yeah, a yeah. Be- like there's a nice little art to saying... I know he's about to finish reading the clue because I can see the clue on the screen. And as soon as he's done with that syllable, I'll start my click.
1: Oh, because you can see. And hopefully
0: that'll come in just in time. So it's when it's a clue everyone knows, you're like, all right, I'm waiting. I'm waiting now. Because you figure out the answer Uh about halfway through the read. And you're just like, all right, I got my answer. Do you you even listen to him or do you just read the... I'm, oh, I'm reading the clue, not listening to him uh-huh. at all, I'm figuring out, okay, I figured this one out, uh-huh. and then waiting for him to get to that last word, and then it's a mad dash. And if you're a little early, they lock you out for like a quarter of a second, which, which is, is enough time it, for someone else to get in. Yeah. So um, it was, I mean, that goes by fast, but it's so nice when it's like, I feel like this is a clue no one knows except me, so it's like, no rush, just yeah. get it right. Yeah. Um, But that whole thing, it just, it happens so fast. Oh, and also, when it's time for Final Jeopardy, Uh I realize, I've probably seen this on the TV, but I never thought about it, when it's time, they literally have a machine bring up barriers on either side Uh of you so you can't see the other people. Because
1: you're a fucking cheater and they know it.
0: And they're basically watching you as you write in how much you want to wager. Because they want to make sure, like... They're just, they want to make sure you're not pulling any shenanigans, like looking to the side, seeing what someone else is wagering. Oh, I and see. They, so, like, they're watching you like a hawk while you do calculations in your head. Sure. Um,
1: Ooh, math comes in handy. So if you're ahead, you say, okay, I'm going to only gamble this much because even if I get it wrong. There's still... so many
0: strategies on the wagering. It was, and all of that during the games we were watching, uh-huh. all of those strategies at some point or another, people had to employ because it's like I'm ahead, uh-huh. but I'm not ahead by much, or right. I'm losing, but I'm only losing by a bit, right? Or you know, if it's a runaway, it doesn't matter, right? But also, like, or if I'm you're done by
1: so much, better logs because because why not?
0: Yeah. yeah, so it was like all of that. I remember there was at one point, like, doing a calculation at some point in the game, and I'm just like. I mean, if if you just ask me right now, like uh-huh. what's whatever ten plus eleven, I'm like, yeah, I can do that. I'm pretty confident my answer. But when you know, like they tell you, enter your final Jeopardy wager here. Uh-huh. But until you click this button that says, yeah, I'm done now. Uh-huh. When you push that, it's a done deal. It's locked in. You cannot change it. And they're very adamant about this, sure. as if as if someone has pushed that button and said, I fucked up. Yeah. And so they're just like, you better know what you're wagering when you push that. And I'm like, I did a simple calculation somewhere. And I'm like, I mean, I I think I'm right. I think that's what what I want to do. But what if I'm not? Like, oh, God, am I making a stupid math mistake on TV? There was a lot of that going on to it sometimes. That's wild. Man, I can't wait to... I, I want to discuss, like, clues, and sure. I want to discuss, like, stupid shit I did. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, I very much want to discuss that as well. I
0: know it. Um, so, last question. After, after it airs.
1: Did you say the A word? Did you use the word atheist? Um,
0: no, and I'll <gasps> tell you why. Like, there was actually one person Guys, there. that's
1: code for he didn't plug our podcast. I did not plug. Which is a real betrayal.
0: I actually, the only thing I said is blogger and yeah. we didn't talk about what I blogged about. Oh, okay. Um there was another person during my group who also did a podcast and they said to her very specifically cuz I think that was one of her big things that uh-huh. she mentioned they're like you can't say the name of it. You can talk about what you cover on it.
1: I see. And I'm like,
0: "Oh, interesting." Like they d- I didn't bring that up to them. Good I to didn't know. even bring up what I write about, but uh so no, it didn't come up and
1: Fortunately, Hemant is a very Googleable name yeah, right. so if anybody so, wants to, to but man, learn more it was about you. it was
0: such a cool, cool, whirlwind cool. of emotions in every direction and not just during the play uh-huh. it's like watching and you're like I've known these people for two hours yeah <laughs> and like oh, all really like, this, this person lost and yay this person won and oh like
1: but also if somebody wins, you're like shit now they're my competition
0: yeah yeah. Mhm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you're like it's sizing everybody up in sure. the room, of course, like, well, I, I hope. All of these people play together. That way, only one of the right, leaves. right, right, right. And I hope I'm not against this person because they your, seem good. And, and were like,
1: your assessments correct when you were like talking to people? Like, oh, I bet that person's going to be really good? didn't talk
0: to anybody about that because we're all thinking the same thing. <laughs> no, no, no. Right? But just
1: like so, you're like talking to people, and um, you're like in my head, oh, I bet this person's really strong, and they get out there and just flop. Like, did that happen, or were you pretty? I didn't good see. At on I didn't see
0: anybody flop. They were all smart. And the the question was who got in fastest on the buzzer. Gotcha, and who could make smart bets when they needed to. Mm-hmm. And like, you, I know it's a weird thing to say, but there's so much luck.
1: Oh yeah. Cause we
0: were watching like one game and it's like, I think I could have done really well in that. There was a game I watched where I'm like, I don't know about that one. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm glad I wasn't in that one. And you're watching the people but up also, there too. If it's
1: hard, then it should other be hard people- for everybody. Yeah. Right.
0: So yeah, it was, it was weird to just have all of these like, man, I, I got lucky in that one mm-hmm. or I had a break go my way or against my me or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like and I when was the last time I, I could not think of it in my head. When was the last time it's just me and you know it's it's hit or miss one way or the other and I it's not the end of the world. They made a they made a point of telling us this backstage too. Like, listen, the worst thing really that's gonna happen to you is you lose. Yeah. It's not the end of the world. Things will be fine. That's not true.
1: You could have, you could become the next meme.
0: You could become the next meme, but like, usually. You could
1: be Z-Snap guy and then get, do you remember Z-Snap? No. He got a double Jeopardy. Double Jeopardy? Nope, that's not it. What's it called?
0: Final Jeopardy?
1: Not final, but uh, daily double. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. He got a daily double and bet a lot and yeah. got it right and did like a really good like, oh, nice. Z-Snap. And then somebody <laughs> from the GOP like appropriated oh, it. Oh, God. And he did not care for that.
0: Um, yeah, you could become a meme, I guess. But for the most part, like you're just hoping for. I, I don't. I don't remember seeing anything that was like. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? But it was like, I don't know. I have not had that many emotions in one day, or that many like feels of any direction.
1: Like, well, yeah, what, what right what has happened in your life that would give you emotions? The yeah, birth of your children, nothing, your marriage, nothing,
0: nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but even those, it's like, I know what I'm supposed to feel or I know what I'm gonna feel. Yeah, it didn't come as a surprise. This was like, oh, it could be elation or like trauma, <laughs> right? Right, 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 in like three seconds, and you won't know. And it was weird like that, but. Cool experience.
1: Get ready for Z-Snap Guy.
0: All right, I'm watching Z-Snap Guy. It's not
1: a Z-Snap. It's just like a oh, good...
0: Oh, it is a sassy snap. It, that is good. It
1: is. He got the crucible right. He yeah. fucking knows his shit.
0: <laughs> so, so, man, I don't know what else to say. If anyone listening has any questions that I can answer, I'm happy to answer them. Yeah, but like, I mean, I
1: feel like whatever the next... Whatever the next Friday in April, after April 1st is, yeah, we right. will be doing a full debrief. <laughs> April 3rd. Yeah. You guys can expect that episode to be 90% Jeopardy content.
0: So that'll be, we'll talk about it yeah, at some point. that'll be
1: great. I'm very excited. All right, let's move on. All right. All
0: right, do you want to, I want to talk about this thing Jerry Falwell did this week, which cracked me up because I just didn't see it coming in the way he announced it. Is he basically said, I am like holding a press conference mm-hmm. in like a few hours with the governor of West Virginia? And you're like, the hell are I you doing? Heard any of this. Yeah. So like, what is it that you actually want to talk about? And what he does, because Falwell and Liberty University are uh, they're based in Virginia. Mm-hmm. And so what are you doing with the governor of West Virginia, Jim Justice, who is this I think he's a former Democrat who switched parties and now he's like a hardcore Trumpist, whatever. But Here's Jerry Falwell's big announcement. Basically, what they were saying is we need the counties on the edge of Virginia that border West Virginia. We want them to secede, basically. Get up
1: from from Virginia and
0: move to West Virginia, which I didn't even realize you could just suddenly move borders like that.
1: Yeah, that's not what secession is.
0: Yeah, and his argument is Virginia. uh, Well, whatever. Uh, Virginia is a state that is now run by Democrats after like they find they have that mm. governor who is controversial because of the blackface thing, but yep. he's a Democrat. They have legislature that is finally Democrat mm. and they're finally pushing for gun reform and civil rights and things Republicans hate. And so Falwell is like, let's all move to West Virginia and. Um, <laughs> and the announcement I mean, there's was a love such... love it or leave
1: it, people, so, like, fucking yeah. follow your own lead.
0: <laughs> but, like, if you're going to say, let's all go to West Virginia, you got to give them a reason to go there. We hate it here. <laughs> like, West Virginia, I mean, just to, I looked up one source, this is, like, Newsweek, so take it or leave it. <laughs> but, like, they are ranked, West Virginia, 50th in the economy Fiftieth in infrastructure, forty eighth in healthcare, forty fourth in education. Yeah, like why? Why would you want to go there just because it's Republican? You know, you can always try to vote those people in if you want.
1: No, they didn't get their way, so they're gonna take their ball and go home.
0: <laughs> I know. One Republican not to mention,
1: that will keep Virginia blue if, like, all this right,
0: people... <laughs> like it's not blue by a lot. Right. It's blue by a little, mm-hmm. and they. The only reason that's an issue now is because they barely have a majority right. now. Like it could change, but one Republican state senator responded to the whole press conference, like, "What are they doing? A comedy routine?" <laughs> <laughs> the Democrat Senate Majority Leader was like, "Preposterous!" Yeah. And my favorite from Ralph Northam, the the governor, uh. saying, "As always, Jerry Falwell's words speak for themselves." <laughs> <laughs> but yes, they they're pushing for vexit. They vexit. want people to get out, and again, it's. He's here's the weird thing. He's not about to leave. He could always just say I'm picking up Liberty University, buying right. some property in West Virginia, right. hiring my pool boy to go there and then done. <laughs> he's not doing that. No, he's not. He at wants all. you to do that, yeah. like but he's not going to do it himself.
1: Which is wild. Like if he's going to stay in Virginia and he wants people in Virginia to go to West Virginia, which would in theory make the Democratic Party stronger. more Democrat, right. What's his end goal?
0: To create just some Christian utopia where everyone gets shot because they love their guns. In West
1: Virginia? In
0: West Virginia. Yeah. Huh. It's it's a dumb idea for so many reasons. I mean but it's, it's not
1: even that it's a dumb idea, which it is, but it's just nonsense. Like there isn't even a like a logic train that I can follow right. to the station. It's just like veering off course some
0: news stories about it said here is the legal process like in theory this is plausible but it's very unlikely because you got to go through like all these steps get a petition get a vote on this thing a certain number of people have to approve it right it's never gonna happen right which Falwell has to know but they're just like we'll just put this out there put the seed out there and let's see
1: right wow
0: but this idea that like Evangelicals, more than other people, are very much about let's mix with the world mm-hmm. and infest them with our beliefs. And that's the goal. I don't goal. think they used
1: the word infest. Maybe
0: not. But, like, let's get out there and talk to everybody. The idea of let's isolate ourselves into this little area and leave the rest of the world for everybody else seems which, very antithetical to Christian values. But which, would be
1: fine with which, me.
0: Which Falwell does all the time. But.
1: Lisa Murkowski.
0: What she do now?
1: She's opposing witnesses. Of
0: course she is, because they don't have enough votes to have them. So why right, put so herself out on the line? Oh my god! I'm just here's angry. another one for you. While while all the hell is breaking out everywhere else, uh-huh. okay. We talked about this before. The Mormon Church, according to some whistleblowers, is allegedly hoarding like a hundred billion dollars yeah. that is meant for charity, but they just have it in their bank account, not going to charity. Sure, um, and I, we don't know if that's true or false. And the Mormon Church is like, well, we don't have to open our books to the public, so we're not going to show you anything. Mm-hmm. But they also haven't denied like that. They're not giving money to charity Why would they? whatever.
1: They don't have to. But there there's absolutely no, like, uh, there's no <laughs> obligation there and nobody in the church is going to twist their arm over it. So this it.
0: is where I'm going with it. Oh. There is a survey from the Salt Lake Tribune, which is obviously based in Utah. They basically did a survey where they asked people in Utah, um, do you want tax exempt religious groups to publicly report their finances? Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, is something all nonprofits have to do that are not churches. Right. But, Churches get this special break because God. Um, So they said, like, do you want all nonprofits, including these religious ones, to report how much money they take in, where it goes, things like that? And by and large, all these religious people said, yeah, of course I want more transparency, with the exception of very devout Mormons. (laughs) Yeah. Why? So they said nearly two-thirds of Utah Protestants, like 71% of Utah Protestants, 61% of Catholics, 66% of basically not active Mormons were like, they favored mandatory reporting from all these religious groups. Sure. Atheists and agnostics, or no religious people, uh-huh. uh, no religious affiliation. Eighty-seven percent said, "Yeah, make it mandatory." Who are the Thirteen people who are like,
1: "No, they're good. <laughs> Some, I trust the church." Somewhat
0: active Mormons. Uh-huh. Only forty-five percent of them wanted transparency. And when it came to like the very devout Mormons, only thirty-five percent were for it.
1: So. I think this is an interesting story to be coming out alongside the the impeachment hearing that we're listening to right or that we're watching right now. Because it's two groups of people who are just willing to bury their head in the sand yeah. and blindly trust somebody or something. And it's just it's not even it's just such a wild decision to make of not just like I don't want to hear here even
0: if Well you which don't do you care? think it is? Do you think the Mormons slash the Republicans are like we don't want transparency because we trust the people who are making the decisions? Which I think could be the case with Mormons. They've invested so much in the church that they're like, we trust our church leaders are doing the right thing. And if they say you don't need to see it, then you don't need to see it. Versus Republicans, who I think are very much like, if we are transparent, this whole party is going to go down the toilet. Because the truth is going to hurt us. So we don't want you learning the truth. That's what I think the Republicans are doing. With the devout Mormons, I'm going back and forth with oh, no, if we open the books, people are going to see the whole Mormon church is scamming everyone versus the devout who are saying, well, the leaders told us they're doing the right thing and we, we've we given too much of our lives at this point to suggest there may be shenanigans afoot.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's a solid assessment on it. I think if they even sort of tipped into the whole, like, Well, we just want to know. Like, transparency is fair. Like, I'm not going to look into it, but I think somebody should.
0: Transparency is not anti-religious. It's not anti-the church. No, no, no. It's just, let's make sure everyone's doing the right thing when you're getting breaks. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, for Republicans to say, we don't want you hearing from anybody because that's going to hurt us if people learn stuff.
1: It's honestly, what it kind of makes me think of is, like, if you've ever... Like, if you ever have bad news that you think is probably coming, you're not, a, like, you took a test or whatever. And you're not 100% sure whether or not, like, you did well. You just kind of put off finding out one way or the other because you <laughs> yeah. just kind of don't want to know. Right. Like, I think it's that of, like, I don't want to know if it's bad news. And, like, if it's good news, nothing's going to change. Mm, this is a fine emotional place for me. I right. have no problem. Which
0: is all the more reason for the law. When Democrats have power, if, whatever. Yeah. Change the law, force their hand, force all nonprofits to be transparent about their finances. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a neutral, it's not anti-religious to mm-hmm. say churches have to play the same, by the same rules as everyone else, but they won't do that yet. So they should. Okay. So there's that.
1: Um, I have a timely story. Yes. So the Super Bowl is coming up on Sunday. Are you? Oh, I heard,
0: heard of the football.
1: Heard of the football? Do you do anything for a Super Bowl ever? Uh, no, no. <laughs> okay, Jesus,
0: sorry. Do I go out of my house? No,
1: no. I'm not asking if you to go out of your house. Um, so the
0: game will be on while I do other things.
1: <laughs> my uh, my friends and I used to have a yearly thing where we had the, the same thing. We had the Super Bowl on. It was just an excuse to like start drinking at 3 p.m. Yeah, and eat dips. <laughs> um, but. I'm sort of on a uh, real anti-NFL bend
0: okay. in my life. So yes. last
1: year, Mikey and I went out to dinner and went to see a movie Like during the Super Bowl. Just like we very much wanted to like actively not be watching, like not participate in anything. Actually, the year before, we saw Laura Jane Grace. She was playing on Super Bowl Sunday. And that was just a happy coincidence. But anyway, this year we got tickets to the Steppenwolf show because Ooh. now we're pretentious. Yes. <laughs> anyway... So you know the thing about Super Bowl is frequently people are more excited about the commercials than yes. anything else. Um So getting a spot <clears throat> on the Super Bowl uh, is a huge coup for for marketing. It's extraordinarily. It's like five
0: million. Five this million or yep. was six
1: million. Yeah. Per minute or per thirty. Per thirty second seconds,
0: spots? I believe.
1: Um, which is obscene and disgusting. Um, but they're putting their ad in front of a gajillion people. Mm-hmm. So whatever. Um, so this year there is going to be a spot featuring some drag queens,
0: Okay. which
1: I'm excited about. Do I know what they're advertising? No. Uh, a <laughs> commercial featuring drag queens and LGBTQ activists. Um, the drag queen ad from Sabra hummus. Oh, sure. Sabra hummus. <laughs> classic drag culture food. There you go. Um, anyway, so it, it has a couple of, from RuPaul's Drag Race, yada, yada, yada. One thing the that we will not be seeing on Sunday, if we were watching it, is a uh, an ad from Faces of Choice, which is an anti-choice group. Um, Apparently, they've been trying for more than six months to purchase ad time during the Super Bowl, which I have no idea how that works. Wait, this is
0: okay. So their argument is like uh, Fox, which is running mm -hmm. Fox Sports, which is doing the Super Bowl, said no to their ad.
1: They haven't said no to their ad. They just have not responded.
0: But the thing is, like, the Super Bowl is always very specific. They will allow certain ads, and they won't allow certain ads. So, like, years ago, there was an anti-abortion commercial from Tim Tebow, and it was a big deal at the time, but he didn't, like, very specifically, when you saw the commercial, you honestly, if you weren't following the story, you would not even know it was Mm. an anti-abortion commercial. It was just like... I do
1: remember that, because he was with his mom?
0: Yeah. Yeah. This is my mom. She basically alluded to the fact that like she had a choice, but she kept me. And then they said, "Go to this website." Tim and that was the
1: praying one, right? Yeah.
0: Okay. And that's where they said, "Go to this website, and you can learn more." And that's where Focus on the Family did a very heavy anti-abortion push. Right. But the commercial itself was not really political or anti-abortion. But the the networks can always say we don't want advocacy. Um, Things Like, you want to sell chips? Fine. We don't do advocacy. It's not like... There
1: was a Scientology uh, ad a couple years back. I think
0: you're right. Yeah, that is true, too. So, again, it changes depending on the network. But the only thing, the only way this particular one... Like, the drag queens... This group is mad because how dare drag queens exist. Yeah, they're
1: selling fucking hummus. Right. (laughs) It's a
0: hummus commercial. It's not like everyone become a drag queen. Yeah. But also... It's not an advocacy commercial. The best possible
1: outcome for the Super Bowl. It's
0: like people getting mad over them showing like a multi, uh, multi-racial couple or oh, right. interracial couple or uh, well, gay and, people. And it's funny
1: because this this like
0: if they said yes to an uh, like every pro-choice ad, right. But no to this anti-abortion ad or something like that. Okay, fine. We got a legit complaint here. Yeah, it's not that they're um, just complaining over nothing.
1: They are, and like I don't know shit about shit, but I can imagine that like you and I can submit a bid for a Super Bowl commercial and, like, Fox is not going to call us and be like, hey, Hemet, it's me, John Fox. Like, mm-hmm. we're not going to put your fucking Super Bowl... Like, they're just not going to acknowledge it. Yeah. Um, also, where did they get $6 million? Um,
0: I know, they have way too much money to way do
1: Way too much money. So um, what they wanted to air was an ad that premiered during the March for Life... The March for Life last week where... So it was talk.
0: it was on TV in other places, but they also won it in I the Super Bowl. I
1: think it was on TV in other places, but they filmed it like, I, they screened it on those, like, outdoor screens. Oh, okay. Um, so the founder of uh, Phases of Choice, whose name is uh, Lyric Gillette, she's 28 years old, which, like, it's impressive that she got that. Anyway, whatever, she's young. Uh, she said, quote, every great... <laughs> Sorry, the commercial is features the story of more than a dozen people who survived abortions. Mm-hmm. What? Ha, what? What?
0: What? I, I just want to know, like, what like does okay, that so mean? if we feature a commercial with a dozen women who say, "I had an abortion. It was the right decision. I'm doing okay." Mm-hmm. Again, their reaction is not going to be like, well, who cares what they have to say? And yet if we're dismissive of like, yeah, you survived an abortion. Yeah, your mother hopefully made a choice to keep you or something. That's fine. That's how it works.
1: Yeah. Like, I don't know what they want. I don't think I have it here, but somebody said something about like, um, look me in the eye and tell me you think I should have been aborted. And (laughs) it's. I mean, it's such a garbage way to look at things But, but realistically, what I would say to that per- and I would say to your face, like I think your mother should have chosen Whether or not she wanted to have you Like, I, like sorry, if Heman isn't born I don't get this podcast, I guess, but like I think your mom's autonomy is better, is more important than this stupid show. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anyway, she says, quote, every great human rights movement in history has been anchored to the stories and the faces of its victims. That is what we aim to do. We want to tell their forgotten stories, not forgotten, never heard, doesn't make sense. (laughs) And there's no larger megaphone than the Super Bowl. After months of correspondence with the Fox network, we are asking for a definitive answer immediately. Here's maybe my favorite part. If the network refuses to run the spot, <laughs> the spot, Gillette encouraged pro-lifers to shut off the commercials during the Super Bowl and take time to watch the abortion survivor stories instead on YouTube.
0: You Which don't is, have to shut off the TV I lo- no, to no, watch no, YouTube. Because
1: you know <laughs> you know Fox is definitely gonna notice those twelve people who turned off their TV yeah, during the commercial. Right. And it's really gonna hurt their ad share. Yes. Like, they already
0: got the money. They don't care if anybody watches. Oh, they don't it.
1: give a fuck. Um, anyway, it's just it's just a lot for me to deal with. Um, Jesus.
0: I, I just I wish I had their problems.
1: I wish they I won't the take my
0: five million dollars to run my silly ad. I wish I had the
1: confidence to be like, "Hey guys, turn over, turn turn off the only bearable part about the Super Bowl, <laughs> and watch this trash instead."
0: Yeah,
1: seventeen times for every
0: commercial. Well, take. I mean, this is what they're trying to do. They they don't actually care if the Super Bowl airs the commercial or not because they no, get plenty of mileage out of controversy. the controversy. Right. So whatever. Don't yeah. feel bad for them.
1: I do not. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did that story make it sound like I felt bad?
0: No. Uh, Let's talk about Franklin Graham, the evangelist. He's (sighs) going to be going on a speaking tour in the UK this summer. But I believe now we're up to six venues have said, oh, Franklin Graham, the guy who's like, just says nasty, nasty things about gay people.
1: No, we're no, good. They we're canceled actually their events going on bigots this year.
0: Yeah, so they canceled the events with him. They're allowed to do that. They, uh-huh. I don't know if they refunded the money or whatever, but they're like, yeah, we don't want you at this venue. <laughs> He's not banned from the country. He can go, but all these places that they rented space from are like, oh, it's you? Hell <laughs> no, we don't want to be associated with you. Uh, keep in mind, his whole thing response to all this has been, I'm not preaching hate. I'm preaching grace. Which to him sound different and sound alike to everybody else. Yeah, things he's done. It's a coincidence. He said gay people existing are like a moral 9 11. (laughs) He said gay people are the enemy of civilization. You all right there?
1: I almost did a spit take.
0: Yep. He promotes gay conversion torture. He said Satan was the architect of gay marriage. This is the guy who's like, I'm just saying what the Bible says. So it's can't, therefore, it's not hate.
1: The Bible said so much about the Supreme Court ruling yes. of 2013 or yes, whatever it
0: did. It's it's right there in Genesis. So, <laughs> uh, but he's of course again he's pretending he's being censored. Mm-hmm. He's not being censored. No one owes you space. Yeah. It's not the government saying you're not also, allowed to. You're not
1: in the speak. U.S. like censorship laws do not apply
0: (laughs) but yeah he's he's winding up a storm because everyone in the uk is like no we're we're not republicans we're not conservatives we don't have to put up with this bullshit uh and there's enough backlash to him being allowed to use these spaces Uh that all the venues are like not worth it take back your money we'll hire some shitty band
1: like i'm no fan of capitalism but like this is the kind of thing where it works of like if a venue thinks they're going to lose more money by supporting yeah. this idiot, yeah. than they are going to gain by letting them in. Say no. Yeah.
0: There's no rule. They can't not. They, they're allowed to do it. It's fine. Here's a totally different thing, but along the same lines. There is a new lawmaker in Mississippi. She's a state representative, Jill Ford. She just got elected in November. Uh-huh. She just took office this month, uh-huh. uh, January, and she's... Uh, she's in the process because they're in this part of the year where she's filing the bills she wants. She wants to can discuss. You know
1: what party she is, so I can like put myself okay. in there.
0: Mississippi is your hint.
1: Listen, it's a woman I never know.
0: Yeah, all right, all right. And well, that's
1: well, urban areas. In see if you can
0: guess. Okay. because well, I'm well going to tell you. I'm going to tell you what. Her, heaven. I know. I'm going to tell you what the bill is. According to Facebook, because she hasn't officially filed it, but it's not on the system yet, but it will be. Her goal is to begin every morning in public school no. with the Lord's Prayer. Oh, thank you. Every public school in Mississippi.
1: No.
0: um, She wrote on Facebook, can you only imagine what would begin to happen in the spiritual realm if the children would stand before him, lifting their heads in prayer, asking him blah, 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 blah. She said we would see the atmosphere begin to change across Mississippi as depression and suicide would stop becoming the norm. Kids' grades would rise. Their hearts would be softened. Their minds would be saturated with good thoughts and not thoughts of addiction. And she said, every day... Thinking about these kids praying to her God, she said, my heart melts just imagining it. And then here's the thing.
1: Her heart melts or softens?
0: Melts. Those are two
1: different settings. She said
0: melts. Which, again, like, just substitute any religion you want. Imagine every kid is just like saying, you know, they worship Allah. Uh Her heart would be doing something very different. So it's Uh only, it's it's whatever she believes she wants to force on everybody else. But here's the thing. So someone, she had to have the idea, this is illegal. Because you can't Mandatory. You can't have mandatory prayers in school. Mm -hmm. You also can pray. No one has ever stopped anybody from praying in school. You can pray if you want. Do it silently. Do it whenever you want. No one cares. But so she also wrote on this, the first step is requesting Congress to allow prayer back in school, which is not how anything works. She said, stranger things have happened. It got taken out by one hell-bent woman. Maybe, Mm -hmm. just maybe, this heaven-bent woman (laughs) could have... Could have something to do with getting it put back in. First of all, that's a straight up lie. She's talking about Madeline Murray O'Hare taking God out of school, which never happened. I'm sorry. Heaven bent, heaven heaven bent, bent my woman.
1: favorite thing we've ever.
0: Yes. Heaven bent, heaven bent woman. Uh, but again, her whole premise relies on this lie that oh Christianity God. is somehow banned from public school, uh-huh. which it's not. And she's too dumb to realize that these are not, that's not how anything works. Then she even says, I know there's a lot of editing to be done saying like, I know my bill is illegal and it will have to be changed to be le-. like, maybe if she says it's optional, you can say a prayer. Heaven bent. Heaven bent. Um, which by the way that would still be illegal if she said it's optional to have christian prayers cuz you Jesus. still can't it is optional have it right now. it's anyway that's so she wants every jew in the school system to praise her christian god <laughs> mississippi
1: and it's notoriously large jewish population yes. i so that's her
0: first thing she's doing in listen, congress Girl listen if you're listening goals, uh, what This is why, especially if you have the ability to run for office, do it. Because this is who's getting elected instead. Yeah. And again, she has, uh, here's what worries me. I'm not worried the bill is going to pass, even in Mississippi, where it's a total red state. It's not going to pass. Even if it did, it wouldn't be legal. So it's not going to be enforced. Mm -hmm. But it could be. Like, in the sense that, like, this could pass. This person has power. Yeah. And this is the sort of person that gets elected. This is a stupid, like, it's not going to pass. But, like, imagine what else she's going to try to do and what we have to, like, waste time doing. Well, and
1: worst case scenario, is it... Passes through somewhere, and then there's going to be a lawsuit, and it's going to cost Mississippi, which is not the most like right. fiscally lucrative right. state, money that they don't have. I, whenever, and I'm sure I've used and this she doesn't care example before, but whenever I hear something like that from like a state like Mississippi, a state like West Virginia, which which are impoverished, which have problems with education, would need a lot of help, and they need a lot of government programming. What they don't need is slashing those government programs. But then they're like, oh, I know the solution. We're going to put, like, in God we trust on all of the... All right. It reminds me of, I was in the musical Oliver when <laughs> I was in high school. And the fir- if you've ever seen the movie or the show... The first scene, the food glorious food scene. Yes. So it's all the orphans and they've got their like, it's the police, I want some more thing.
0: I was in Oliver too. Wait, were you? I was a gruel server in that scene. Oh,
1: were you? Oh um, yeah. Not to brag, I was a dancing skeleton. Look at you. So
0: pretty I skipped. I, skipped. I may have been a dancing skeleton. I
1: don't remember that. It was a part invented by my director. Oh,
0: I, I don't, I feel like we had skeletons in our production. Oh. I don't know high school theater so that's
1: your funeral that was the uh, yeah, that's i wore right. a black unitard it was a real oh cute my god look. i'm it having
0: very bad memories come not back not
1: embarrassing uh-huh. at all all that's to say is um <laughs> there's a bit so in this this hall in the scene there's a giant fucking banner that's the whole back end and it just says god is love in giant letters and it's like these little starving children and it like I remember being whatever sixteen. I was just like, "That's pretty funny," <laughs> and like that's what it harkens to to me. Of like, well, who cares if we're cruel? Who cares if these kids are physically or emotionally or intellectually hungry? God is love, so you're okay, right? Food glorious. Oh my God, stop food, it! No, hot no, 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 no,
0: no, m- no! I'm shutting this off right now.
1: While we're Sh- in our oh, mood. never
0: again. My
1: friend Matt, who um, is going to be on a uh, Fables episode, I think he and I helped paint that sign, which is just... No. Yeah. It really says a lot about just high... Which is wild. It was like a public high school. Yeah. And we we're like, cool. us love? Got it. The biggest letters <laughs> we can? Great. Do you have 25,000 square feet of canvas? Good news. I'm going to use my whole Saturday and paint this. <laughs> Because I have a lot of other friends nice. and many other choices in my social life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, we gotta talk about E.W. Jackson. He's a right wing radio host, former e. candidate for w. lieutenant Jackson. governor of Virginia. This guy isn't a nobody, but a few years ago, or here's what he said this week he said, it's shameful, it's disgraceful for anyone to call Donald Trump a dictator. And he said, like, you should be censured if you're doing it. Like, I don't know what that means in his head, but... but... Like, at least he's saying it's a bad idea. No one should ever...
1: if you speak out against this guy and call him a dictator then the government is going to fucking come after you. Do they hear (laughs) themselves? Here's what he said.
0: When you call a president a dictator, when you say he is a dictator, I'm sorry, you should be censured by the United States Senate for putting the life of the president in danger. You cannot say that about the president which is an interesting thing because guess what he said a few years ago. what did he
1: say about Obama? What did he say about
0: Obama? He said Obama, quote, sets himself." Up as some sort of king or dictator. Okay, the hypocrisy. <laughs> obvious. Okay. That's great.
1: So That's people strong. pointed that
0: out, right? Wing Watch pointed it out. Mm-hmm. And so how did E.W. Jackson respond?
1: Wasn't me. Oh, yeah. Because he can't <laughs> deny it. No, stop it this. Me.
0: No, 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 no. I'm no. really
1: kind of feeling myself. It's Friday. No it's shaggy. We a big weekend.
0: This is a No Shaggy oh, podcast. You no know Shaggy. I studied a lot. <laughs> he said. He even, he's talking to himself now. The question is, well, Bishop, isn't that a little hypocritical? If you said Obama was setting himself to be a dictator and then I you complained. She said it. He said, he's like, and then you complain about Nadler complaining, claiming that President Trump is a dictator. That does sound a little hypocritical, right? No, it's not. He goes on. Tell me why. This is the thing you have to understand about the left folks. I think. Because of their godlessness, Uh-oh. because of their spiritual deficit, Ooh. their intellect is very, very superficial. I'm going to keep reading because it gets better. When I say that, I do not mean they're not bright, that they don't have a high IQ. It's literally what you I'm saying that there is an internal malfunction in their intellect that renders them stupid and renders them superficial. And this is an indication of that. Unquote. He didn't answer the what? damn question. He's just like, You You, you say I'm hypocritical, and he you're like, Doesn't that sound hypocritical? Well, my response is atheists are dumb.
1: He took such a word journey there. <laughs> like, it was like that entire sentence was just like word association from the last one, and then he ended up like, So?
0: <laughs> Squirrel. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Like, did you catch it me in like, a lie? It was are you sure? Like, Let you know, on
1: me... um, uh, the. Um, Fuck, what's it called? When you uh, auto predict, when your iPhone predicts what you're going to say next. Okay. Yeah. You know, have you ever done that where you just keep hitting that button oh, to the see what happens? button
0: and just tell me what I'm su- based I think on that's my where past. he got his script from. Yeah, right. He was just
1: like, Democrats <laughs> are godless and right. have a spiritual <laughs> deficit. So they are Dumb. I'm not saying they are dumb, but what I'm saying is they're stupid. Right. And when I say they're and that's stupid... And that's
0: his answer to the question of, didn't you say something hypocritical? That's how he deflected.
1: Uh, I wasn't a hypocrite. You're an idiot.
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: Yep. Which I guess is a pretty
0: good defense. <laughs> These people don't even listen to themselves.
1: No, he did. He listened to himself and he was like... And caught himself
0: realizing, yeah. oh no. He
1: caught himself in the lie and he was like... <laughs> Good news. My oratory skills will get me out of this one. Ugh. (laughs) are godless and dumb. So, fuck you. Um, I have a couple stories. A couple bummer stories. Let's just bring down the mood here for a sec. Um, so we've been dealing with a lot of, uh, news about asylum seekers. Okay. Uh, Frequently we talk about it in the U.S., but, um... Australia also tends to take in a lot of, a lot of asylum seekers. Um, so a few years ago, there was a, um, a ruling that said that if you are seeking asylum in Australia, you know, you go through the interview process. If you are gay or if you're part of the LGBTQ community, they cannot reject you on that basis, nor can they say, like, could you try not being gay for a minute? <laughs>
0: Unfortunately,
1: um, a recent study that came out shows that that wasn't, like, super effective. So in a 2018 internal interview of 21 interviews, this is uh, BuzzFeed News made this report, um, uh, reviewed that 21 people seeking asylum because of their... uh, why can't I read this? Okay, so four in four of the twenty-one randomly chosen interviews, so these are interviews with of asylum seekers with uh with the people who I'll allow them to come in or not, asylum seekers were asked whether they could be discreet about their homosexuality to avoid harm if they if they returned to their home country. So it's essentially saying like if we send you back to this like super homophobic country, can you like be chill so you don't get murdered for like a sec? Um Three had claimed that they were discreet, discreet. That about seems it. to
0: suggest that if we know you're gay, uh-huh. like we, we may not take you. And so maybe you want to keep and, it on the DL before anyone else finds out.
1: And if we know you're gay and we send you back to where you came from, we are acknowledging that we are putting you in <laughs> yes. danger. And we're just going to be like, can you just like wear less eyeliner or whatever? That's yep. not fair. That wasn't funny. Um, Um So three had claimed that they were discreet about their sexuality in Australia as well as their home countries, and their interviews asked them whether they could continue to be discreet, effectively if they could stay in the closet, to avoid harm if they returned to their home country. And the fourth case, an openly gay Iranian man was asked um, how he would have to live in Iran and whether he could be discreet or live as an openly gay man. Um... In three cases, officials asked questions that were inappropriately personal or that misunderstood how sexuality might be reasonably expressed or hidden. About an hour and a one video uh, interview, the immigration officer asked an applicant, Why do you think you're gay? <laughs> oh, Jesus. So, yeah, they found 20% of LGBT applicants are still not getting a fair hearing because of their claims. Granted, it's a relatively small sample size of only 21, but... You know, not disturbing strong, though. Yeah,
0: anyone having yeah. to say that
1: not a strong show in Australia. Um,
0: Granted, this is a country that only relatively recently said same-sex marriage was allowed. Right. So, not that we're any better. I'm just saying.
1: No, no, no. Everybody here is a monster. Like, mm-hmm. there's no good guys in the story. Um, except for obviously silent seekers who are like trying to, um, save their own lives. Hey, let's talk about Paula White.
0: Oh yes. Let's.
1: Did you watch the video of her?
0: So she was talking to her church.
1: Yeah. She's Trump's spiritual advisor. So she's like an official member. I believe
0: she's now also the head of their like office of faith based, whatever, whatever. Sure.
1: Finally. That's what we needed. That's the problem with this Mm -hmm. country. Um, So she went... So there's a video that's floated around online, and she says a lot of words. And I actually almost transcribed it just so I could do, like, a dramatic reading of it. But my uh, brain started coming out of my ears, and so I was like, "Mm, I don't care about listeners that much. I would... Definitely recommend go watch it because it is it is a the definition. She basically said
0: she called on everyone in her church to take control over the world, which is a normal thing. I mean, in the Christian world. But what she was saying is she wants you to take authority over the marine Marine. kingdom, the animal kingdom and all satanic pregnancies that seek to harm Donald Trump or the church. Which is a very specifically weird thing.
1: Yeah, and I think she's specific. Yeah, she she demanded that God cause any, quote, satanic pregnancies to miscarry.
0: Yeah, to miscarry. <laughs> Which is so wild. <laughs> suddenly this very anti-abortion person is like, listen, God, if they're yeah. satanic pregnancies, just destroy them well, fetuses.
1: Yeah. Um, so it's. And it's so it's so racist on its face. You know what I mean? Like, it's just such a like who we all know who she's talking about when she says like satanic pregnancies. She means brown people. She means Muslim people. She means atheist. Like, it's awful.
0: liberals. I don't even think it's racist. I think she's just talking about. You don't think liberals. she's
1: thinking like mm, brown people?
0: Uh, you know what? I will. There's a lot of problems I have with her. Her being openly racist. Isn't one of them. Wow, congratulations, but, Paula. But supporting Trump and his racist policies. That, yeah, sure. Right.
1: But, but she when hasn't she says said satanic, racist words with her racist mouth.
0: I not that I can recall. When she says satanic pregnancies, like she's just basically referring to everyone who doesn't think like her. Which again isn't saying much and does include a lot of brown yeah, people. I was say. But it's not specific just to us.
1: Uh, so the Church of Satan had a response. Which is
0: that alone. The satanic temple is like, excuse me, we see the bat signal. (laughs) We're going to respond to this idea of satanic pregnancy. Genuinely,
1: and I I don't know if we give enough credit. Like, the satanic temple is just doing such good work out there. (laughs) I feel like the satanic temple has picked up the mantle of the flying spaghetti monster. I was like, listen, I got this. Yes,
0: someone Um, called.
1: So they they wrote a long, not long, a, a letter to her, um... I won't read the whole thing, but there's some really strong moments in here. Um, greetings from the Satanic Temple. It was an open letter, obviously. <laughs> we are very pleased this weekend to learn that you had recently publicly prayed for God to induce miscarriages in Satanic pregnancies. At a time in which Satanists have had to fight desperately to retain their bodily autonomy in the face of increasingly restrictive anti-abortion laws, we are glad that your, quote, logic must necessarily lead you to support unrestricted abortion a- access for Satanists seeking to end unwanted pregnancies. Um, so they ask her to um, support their religious reproductive rights campaign, which would say, like, you can't restrict a Satanist's right to an abortion because it's their religion. Um, consistent with our tenets, which calls with which call for bodily autonomy and acting in accordance with best scientific evidence, TST the Satan Temple Temple rel- religiously objects to many of the restrictions that states have enacted that interfere with abortion as- access. TST is taking many steps on behalf of our members and those who share our beliefs to, to establish exemptions from laws that do not promote the health and safety of patients and violate our conscience and beliefs. As you know, more than half of all abortions in the United States are sought by Christian women, while 38% are sought by the non-religious um, anyway, so it goes on like that. We're impressed I feel with like your-
0: I don't even care about the letter. I just, like, the Satanic Temple has something to say to Paula White about Satanic pregnancies.
1: I'm obsessed with the fact that it started with greetings from the Satanic Temple. Like, that is <laughs> such a strong opening bid for, like, a letter to somebody on Trump's staff. Like, hey! It's hey, us. it's me, Satan! Yeah, you were just talking up about guys?
0: us. <laughs>
1: I get, when I was in California, my friends and I became really obsessed with doing um, YouTube influencer video imitations. Okay. <laughs> hey, guys, it's me. So, so many of you guys have been asking about how <laughs> I do my island. Anyway, Literally,
0: like, no one was asking.
1: <laughs> literally, the entire night we were just don't forget to rate and subscribe. Anyway, it just became a thing I was really obsessed nice. with. It was that funny? We got no, time for one useless. more. Um, I have a really, really quick one. Yeah. Um, there's a billboard that just popped up in Albuquerque or on yeah. I-25, and it says, quote, Rape is about power and control, so are abortion bans. Wow. Um, it's the work of Progress Now New Mexico, um, and they're doing their work to uh, make sure... Abortion stays safe and legal.
0: And in New Mexico. Good. Like, it's a place where that's going to get people talking. Yep. So that's awesome. So that's cool. Um, all right. I'm done. I got nothing Uh, else. Oh,
1: just really quick. Apparently, like, right after we recorded last week, Alex Azar, who's the Secretary of Health and Human Services, released a statement. He called his agency, quote, the Department of Life. Health Um, and Human
0: Services is mm -hmm. the Department of Life, so fuck women. Like, don't care. Not interested in their health. This
1: is a complaint I have a lot that the right has, like, taken words away from us because, like...
0: Like family. Like
1: family and life and values. And, yeah. like, I have all of those things, but I can't describe any of them because it will, like, pin me as anti-choice. Um, yeah, it whatever, like, that's all it is. It's this is not their TA method of, we're going to take
0: healthcare away from people, we're going to make it harder for people to get care. We're the Department of Life.
1: Yeah. Like, um, the
0: only life they care about are lives that don't exist.
1: He, his statement described the Trump administration as, quote, the most pro-life administration in this country's history. We're proud to be the Department of Life and we will continue protecting life. And yep. Oh, they also called, this is from the Department of Health and Human Services, called the March for Life as, quote, the largest annual human Rights demonstration in the world. Hey guys, huh. suck my dick. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, and with that, with that, um, haven't you have any good news? Anything coming up this um, week? That you're man, about? I'm
0: all newsed out from the week. Yeah, it's been an exhausting, emotionally exhausting week. Going to
1: take it easy. I'm taking
0: it easy. Good, good, good. good.
1: And my friend, and sometimes. Guest host of this program is coming over tonight. We're going to have fun. Have a sleepover. Nice. There's going to be edibles involved, and I'm just really <laughs> excited. I'm trying Thanks, to get so her annoyed. to watch the 1998 version of Cats because we did watch the oh new version God. of Cats together, and I just think she'll enjoy the 1998 version together. <laughs> also, if you no want to hear me um, opine much more about cats, keep an eye out for my interview with Guy Branum. That's coming out probably this week. I'll get that over sure. to you, and uh, you can hear. My many thoughts on it. (laughs) Um, You can... Where do we reach you? Find me on Twitter at Blueberry, B-L-U-E-B-U-R-I-E. Hemant is at Hemant Meadow. Thank you. Um, Go to
0: patreon.com slash podcast. If you want to
1: support what we're doing, um, email us at podcast at gmail.com if you have questions, concerns, compliments. Oh, um, go on uh, iTunes and leave us a five-star review, say some nice words. People, every time I say this, at least two people say something really mean about us, so I just need you guys to like kind of <laughs> counterbalance this. Um, and that's it. We'll talk to you next week. All right.
0: Week. Bye.